Hi, I'm Kevin Walder, host of the Oracle Scroll. Welcome back to this new episode that I've entitled, My Second Awakening. It's been a while since we last spoke, and I do have to apologize for the delay. But you know what? There are times when the message requires a little more time. And this one required a lot of time, not only to present it in a meaningful way, but to make sure I was actually ready to present it at all. Without overstating the obvious, I have been going through what I've often referred to as my second awakening. It's been a very slow process and has required me to re-examine my core beliefs with brutal honesty. This is something I've advised most everybody I run into uh, to question everything, especially those things that I know for certain. And that's basically what I've been doing all over again. It's uh, been a long process of questioning. I have reflected before on how simple life can be when it's based on dogma and doctrine. Life is so easy when everything that you might need to make a decision on has already been laid out in a holy, and I put that in air quotes, book, which demands unflinching allegiance at all times. So there's really nothing for you to think about. Critical thinking is suspended, and the only thing left to do is reconcile your personal feelings to align with the doctrinal prescription. I happen to know a person who prefaces every answer to every question with, and I'm putting this in quotes again, well, I know what the Bible says. But do they really know what the Bible says? Does anyone know what the Bible says? The mishmash of collected ancient scripts which comprise what we know today as the Bible have been dissected. They've been altered by every interpreter with their own opinions to the point where nothing at all remains of any original manuscript, and we probably wouldn't understand it if it did exist. These interpretations reflected the biases and the prejudices of the committees which assembled them. Perhaps the most commonly used version, the King James Version, was assembled by parliamentarians who were, they weren't Bible scholars. They were just educated men who were able to speak Latin and were able to interpret their version of the Bible from the Latin versions that were being used in Catholic churches of their day. Now, a bit of history, these men were intent on eliminating the influence of Catholicism, and they even went so far as to delete entire sections. Several books of the scriptures were left out. They just weren't necessary. (laughs) Again, even the original Latin versions, even the ones they started with, 
were the product of other humans with their own biases and prejudices. So by the time it gets to us here in the 21st century, we have no idea what the original meaning might have been. Add to that the scientific impossibilities, which are presented as undeniable fact. Things like, oh, Noah's flood, perhaps? That always pops to mind. The only thing that, <laughs> that I'm certain of, that we know for sure, is that these ancient writers had access to some powerful hallucinogenics. There are many arguments to be made as to timing and the politics of the day. If you think about and do a little historical research, all of the so-called Gospels that uh, pretend to tell about the life of Jesus, they were written decades after the alleged events took place. And we don't even have a secular historian stepping forward to corroborate any of the things that are spoken of there. This, all that I've just been speaking about, was part of my first awakening, the first realization that I had been controlled and manipulated by religion. It was a startling realization at the time. I then began exploring alternatives to fundamentalism, and I discovered earth religions. These spoke of divinity in a little different way, and I found a lot there that meshed with my personal beliefs, things that I had observed in life, and yet it wasn't entirely convincing. What I discovered was that comparing these earth religions and Christianity, in quotes, and anytime I say that word, it has air quotes around it, just remember that, pointed out that there are many similarities between the two systems. Both systems require adherents to disregard their humanness and concentrate on sacrificing the human experience in favor of an afterlife filled with everything we could hope for. Both systems had hierarchy and systems that made some positions uh, much superior to others and held certain people in esteem, and thus they were eligible for greater privileges than the rank and file. Both systems used archaic ideals to judge the worthiness of their fellow adherents. But... <laughs> judging the worthiness was important on every step. Both of these systems degenerated into fear-based control, demanding unquestioning compliance. Beyond these two worldviews, there's another one, which requires a belief in extraterrestrial influences and borrows heavily from the biblical portrayal of miracles and supernatural manifestations. Upon reflection, I realized that much of the scientifically unsound doctrine of Christianity, in air quotes again, had merely been repackaged 
and called New Thought. So I had to ask myself, why can I accept this person's assertion that their information was any more trustworthy than the traditional doctrines I had already rejected decades prior? Well, that brought me then to 2020. In 2020, the world was presented with a unique opportunity, an opportunity that is not afforded to every generation. The global coronavirus pandemic handed humanity the opportunity to unite against a deadly threat by stepping up to protect one another by protecting ourselves. Simple. So easy. It seems like it's really simple on the cover, but for many, it became just another rallying cry for judgment and separation. So we've never really escaped that, have we? Instead of uniting into a force for good and the survival of our species, we were divided and selfish in our approach. Instead of supporting each other, we began to berate and intimidate anyone who chose to be proactive in limiting the spread of a deadly virus. Most unfortunately, this attitude of division became the main talking points of every single camp that I mentioned above. Every single one picked up these talking points. Suddenly, fundamentalists of every stripe could unite under the banner of selfish disregard, and oh, did they. Now, to be clear, I am not here to be anyone's healer or anyone's guru. I am not here to teach some astounding new truth to humanity. As I have often said about my work with the tarot, my goal is not answers, but refined and improved questions. Answers are the end of discussion, the end of research, the end of critical thinking. But questions keep the door open, keeping the door open to possibilities, keeping our minds active. This awakening, my second awakening, has led me to understand that each of us have all of the questions and all of the answers within us from birth. We may need the occasional nudge to keep us in contact with our higher selves, but we have no need for archangels extraterrestrial entities to dribble watered-down wisdom into our feeble minds so that we can absorb something. We have the power, we have the wisdom, to write our own prescription for recovery. We have to develop the courage to unlearn the lessons which told us that we are incapable, that we need outside assistance. This is part one of this series, and I'll be putting together some subsequent parts in the near future. 
So thank you for joining me for this, and I hope to see you again very soon.